0: Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Logan campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world. Have you ever had one of those moments when everything changed? I remember the moment when, when I was lying in bed and, a le- and, and Shadi walked out of the bathroom a little, with a little white, uh, a little white um, stick with two little blue lines on it. That moment in our family, everything changed. Have you ever had those moments where so much changes? I mean, we witnessed this morning uh, Lynn and Bella's stories. There was a moment in their lives when everything changed changed, where all of a sudden in their lives, everything changed. This morning, we're going to look at one of my favorite passages in the Bible. We're going to look at an incredible story where, where someone encountered Jesus and all of a sudden, everything changed in their lives. But before we get to this story, let me add a little bit of context so we know what we're talking about and, and all of the rest of it. Let me set the context for you. Jesus here is on a mission. He's about to walk through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. Jericho was at the base of uh, of this enormous big hill that, that Jerusalem was on. And Jericho was kind of this oasis, this beautiful place. And it was the place where everyone had to walk through before you went to Jerusalem. It was a place where there was a lot of people who were gathering because it was the Passover was coming. And here we find Jesus walking through here. And he's walking through it because in a few days' time, he's going to be nailed to a Christ for the sins and the mistakes that we've all made. And so here is Jesus, and he's on his way to Jerusalem. And so you can imagine, he knows what's about to happen in a couple of days' time. And so Jesus here is incredibly focused. He's incredibly focused on what's about to happen, and every time he stops on his journey, more and more people continue to gather around him and begin to follow him. By this point, there was crowds of hundreds, if not thousands, of people walking in behind Jesus. And in the midst of this story, there's a young man, and this man woke up that morning. And for that, for this man, this was just an ordinary, normal morning. Except for the fact that he was an outcast, hence why he was on the outskirts of Jericho. And here he is, he's an outcast, he's without hope, he's in uncertain times. He doesn't know if today, that day is going to be his last day, if, or if by the grace of other people and the, the gifts that other people would give him, he may have another tomorrow. It was just another ordinary day when this man wakes up and all of a sudden... Everything changes. So if you've got your Bibles, can I encourage you to open them to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, it's going to be on the screen behind me, but Luke chapter 18, verses 35 uh, through to 43. And here we find the story of a man named Blind Bartimaeus. And it goes like this. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard a crowd going by, he asked them what was happening. And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and he ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and following Jesus, praising God, when all the people saw it, they also praised God. I I love this story. This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It's one of my favorite true stories of what happened. I love it because I realized that even though this happened a really long time ago, some things never change. You see, for every one of us, there was, there's things that hold us back. There's things that hold us back from giving our lives and walking in the lives that God has promised for us and doing things that we could possibly dream or imagine. And as I've been preparing this over these last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about this, and going, God, what do you want to say into our lives this morning? I felt that God wanted to prophetically speak into some people's lives. And he wanted to say this morning to some of us here that all of a sudden, just like for for blind Bartimaeus, all of a sudden everything changed. He wanted to say to some of us this morning that all of a sudden some things are about to change. There was a couple of things that blind Bartimaeus had to overcome. And you know what, as I've looked at this, as I've been reading through this, it's, it's some of the same things that every single one of us today still need to overcome. The first thing that blind Bartimaeus had to overcome, and the obvious one is that he had to overcome his blindness. See, what we don't understand is that in this day and time, there was cultural and religious stigmas attached to the fact that blind Bartimaeus was blind and he found himself begging at the mercy of other people. You see, in John chapter 9, we read a story of Jesus healing another blind person. But what we find just before he heals a blind person is the disciples in Jesus are walking along the road one day and, and they make this comment, they see this blind man and they make this comment or ask this question of Jesus. Hey, Jesus, looking at the blind man, who sinned? Was it his parents or was it him that he is blind?" See, we don't get it, but back in the time, if you were blind, the belief was, the understanding was that, that you screwed up, that your parents sinned, that you did something wrong, and as a result of it, God cursed your child by making them blind. And so here was a blind man, an outcast of society who had no hope with an uncertain future, whether today would be his last or there would be a tomorrow. And here he is, and he's yelling and crying out to God. You see, blind Bartimaeus, although was blind, was really smart. See, blind Bartimaeus knew that, that it was Passover time, and so there would be functionally thousands of people walking through Jericho on their way to Jerusalem. And he knew that if he could get by the side of the road, if he could beat everyone else to the side of the road and begin to ask ask for gifts and ask for compassion, because of the sheer volume of people that would be there, there was a really good chance that he might be able to make a little bit of money, which might be able to mean that he might be able to live another Day. And here was blind Bartimaeus, standing or sitting by the side of a road, when all of a sudden, everything changed. See, blind Bartimaeus couldn't physically see what was happening, but he heard the commotion. And he heard, the, he heard the murmurs and the stories. And he, and he heard that, that, that someone was coming. In, in fact, and, and so he got to this point where he's becoming really curious. And so, you know, in verse 37, he asked, you know, who, who is coming? And he's told that Jesus of Nazareth is coming. You see, at this point, here is blind Bartimaeus. And he's heard the stories that Jesus has healed someone that also was blind. And he's heard about a guy, this guy who was full of compassion, that could do miraculous work, that could heal people because he loved people. And he's sitting by the side of that road. And in that moment, he began to dream that maybe if he could just, if he could just reach out to this, this person, this man called Jesus, that maybe if he could help someone like them, he could help someone like me. And in that moment, something begins to happen. His heart begins to race. He begins to think, could, could it be, could it actually be the one that they've talked about? Could it be the one that, that amongst all of the outcasts, we, we rumors of, of this man named Jesus, and we, we heard stories and stories and stories. And could it be that, that that same man that did those same things could be just in front of me, only meters away? Could it be that it could be him? You see, blind Bartimaeus had to overcome his blindness to see who Jesus really was. You know what, some things in 2020, with a new vision, with a new day, some things haven't changed. See, we, you, might not be, you might be able to physically see, but for so many of us, we don't see who Jesus really is. You know, we, we, we think about God as a God who, whose distance that is far away. We think about a God maybe that, that couldn't love someone like me because of the mistakes and the junk that I've done and the things that have happened and that have happened to me and everything else. And we begin to think that God could never answer the prayers of my heart. Could God could never answer the cries of my heart. We begin to think, you know what, I'm not sure. I mean, God did great things, but does He still do great things today? And we begin to ask the questions. Blind Bartimaeus had to overcome his blindness to see who Jesus really was. Maybe today we've got to overcome our spiritual blindness to see who Jesus still is today. But blind Bartimaeus had to overcome his blindness. But he also had to overcome the biggest thing that he had to wrestle with. And I would suggest today it's the biggest thing that we all have to to wrestle with. And that is doubt. See, he woke up that morning. I mean, put yourselves in, in, in blind Bartimaeus' shoes. He just wakes up to another normal day. I mean, he doesn't know what's about to happen. We do because we read the Bible. We kind of cheat because we know the end of the story. But he didn't know the end of the story because he didn't have the Bible. And he hadn't lived the life that he was about to live. And yet here is blind Bartimaeus. He doesn't know the end of the story. He just wakes up another day day, resigned to the fact that he's still blind, resigned to the fact that any moment his life could end, resigned to the fact that there is no hope for him, except at the, maybe the mercy of someone who might just flick a few extra coins his way to help him live another day. But he woke up with a choice that morning when he heard it was Jesus. And the choice was this, do I call out or do I miss out. You see, he wrestled with doubt. And in that moment, he made a choice. And I love it when it, when it says verse 38. And, G, and he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. See, there was something that happened in that moment. There was something powerful that happened in that moment when he made that declaration. See, in that moment, blind Bartimaeus call as he called out Jesus, son of David. He was talking to, to Jesus' lineage, to talking to the prophecies that were all about a man that would come from the line of David, that would be the Messiah, the Saviour of the world. And he was talking and he was calling out to that man who could provide hope, who could provide everything that he needed because he knew that he couldn't change his circumstance. And in that moment, he overcame his doubt and expressed his belief that Jesus really was who he said he was. He he believed in a Jesus that could heal and does still heal today. He knew that Jesus was the only one Who could help him? I want to ask you a question this morning. Do you know what Jesus can do for you? Do you know that if He restored sight to a blind man, that He can grant the deepest longings of your heart? And it was in that moment, as blind Bartimaeus made that declaration. And yelled out, "Jesus, Son of David, had mercy on me." That doubt gave way to faith. See, he chose not to listen to the crowd. I love this story because here is a guy with incredible passion. And as you can slightly see, I'm a little bit passionate about this, and I'm a little bit passionate about generally most stuff in life. And, and he was a guy who was passionate enough to, when the crowds told him to shut up and pull his head in and just, just go away. I love the fact that he is blind Bartimaeus. I love it. It said this. They told him to stop. Uh, sorry, hold on. Verse 39. He led, those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted, All the more. What it doesn't say is he quietly whispered all the more. He quietly mentioned to the person next to him. It actually says he shouted all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. You see, at that moment, blind Bartimaeus stopped listening to the voices that were around him that told him it couldn't happen, that told him he just needed to pull his head in, that told him that he needed to be quiet, that told him that it could never happen for someone like you, that told him because of who you are and maybe what your parents did, you are, you are, you are, you are cursed by God and if God, if God has cursed you, then God could not love you. And here he was in that moment. He chose to stop listening to those voices. Whose voices are you listening to this morning? What are the voices that to kick around in your head so that you can't do it. You could never. Here was blind Bartimaeus yelling and calling out to God. But then we find Jesus asking a really odd question. I don't know about you, but I read it and I go, that's a really strange question. In verse 41, it says, Jesus comes to him and he says, 'Um, what do you want me to do for you? Now, do you think that's a really odd question? I think it's a really odd question because here is a blind man and Jesus is going, what do you want? I'm tipping what blind Bartimaeus didn't say is, God, I would like, uh, Jesus, I would really like another piece of chocolate cake. He didn't you know, he didn't kind of pop up and say, you know what, Jesus, I would really love to see the storm win the 2020 grand final in the NRL. I, I mean, that's the kind of the stuff that he should have said, but he didn't say. You know, Jesus here asks what seems to be a really dumb question. Of a blind person, what do you want me to do for you? Have you ever thought why Jesus? I mean, he asks, you read it, read it and uh, look at the questions that Jesus asks people. They seem really strange. In fact, they seem really dumb at times. It's like, that's kind of a really, really obvious question to ask. Why does Jesus ask obvious questions? He asks them because he wants to see what's in our hearts. See, he asked blind Bartimaeus the question for blind Bartimaeus' sake. He actually asked the question for the crowd who was listening in on the conversation's sake. And he also asked the question for our sake. You see, at that moment, what Jesus was really asking to is, will you activate your faith? Will you actually, if you believe that I am who you just said I am, Will you actually make the faith statement that goes along with that? Say, I know that you are the son of God. I know that you are the God who heals. And so Jesus says, well, what do you want me to do for you then? And he says what? I want to see. It's a crazy question to ask, or the, uh, statement to make. Because, I mean, if you're blind, seeing is impossible. Isn't it? You're blind, you can't see. You encounter a person all of a sudden you can see. It seems crazy and it seems impossible. But there's something about our faith that attracts the attention of Jesus. You know, I think back at the, the woman who who Jesus walking through another crowd. And, and this woman who's been bleeding for 12 years, who has nothing left. And her last chance is risking it on Jesus. And so here she is, here Jesus walking through a crowd. And Jesus, she sneaks up behind and just touches the corner of his jacket and then kind of runs away hoping that he won't notice and jesus stops and he heals her because of her faith you know there's there's another story about where there's four guys who bring their friend a crippled person and they dig through the roof of a house and they lower him down and 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 it actually says this that jesus healed them healed the, the crippled man because of the faith of the four that brought him to jesus See, there's something about our faith that attracts the attention of Jesus. There's something proactive about our faith that needs to be more than just a belief. It needs to be more than just something we say, but it needs to be a hard decision that says, Jesus, if you really are the Son of God, if we really see that you do miraculous things, then I believe that you still do them today. So Jesus, no matter what I'm going through, God, I know that you can, I know that you do. God, and I want you to, to intercede, and I, and I need you to do what only you can do in my life. See, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says this So let's walk right up to Him, Him being gone, and get ready and, and get what He is so ready to give. Take the mercy and accept the help. So I encourage you this morning don't hold back and don't be afraid of coming to God. Don't hold back and be afraid of coming back to Jesus with confidence, boldly, saying, God, this is where I am, and this is what I need from you. Jesus, this is, I can't do it, but I know and I trust and I have faith that you can. Let's thinking about it during the weekend. my kids don't need to be told to do this. My kids don't need to be told to come to me and ask for stuff. I mean, I'm going to get home today. We're going to get home from church. We're going to have lunch. And once lunch is done, my daughter, who's now 13, is becoming a teenager, is now going to ask us, as soon as lunch is finished, what's to eat? Can I have more food? You know, my kids don't need to be asked, to, to told that they need to ask for things. Why is it, church, why is it that when we grow up, we find it so hard to ask? What happens when we grow up why are we so apprehensive about coming to a loving caring heavenly father why is it that we struggle with coming to a place of going Jesus I know that you can but I struggle to ask is it because we doubt is it because we doubt that God can is it because we doubt that God will Is it because we doubt that if Jesus really cared for me, then why do I find myself in this situation? You know, is it... Is it because we doubt? What do you want from Jesus this morning? Have you ever put into words your deepest heart's cry? Have you verbalized to Him the deepest desires of your hearts. You know, this morning, the end of Lynn's baptism, a son stirred us and reminded us that God still answers prayers, that we need to keep praying for the lost, keep praying for the people that we deeply and desperately love, that they would come to Jesus as he stood in the waters of baptism with his mum. In James chapter four, verse two, it says this, we have not because we asked not. Can I encourage us this morning? Let doubt give way to faith in our lives. See, blind Bartimaeus woke up that morning. It was just another normal morning, but he didn't know that all of a sudden everything was about to change in his life because Jesus had other plans. A week and a half ago, every Thursday morning here in our campus, once a fortnight on a Thursday morning at 10 a.m., we have a campus morning tea. And it's a great time of eating lots and lots of food, uh, drinking lots and lots of tea and coffee. It's a great time of being able to laugh together and share together and connect and just meet new people and, and just generally have a great time. Last fortnight, so not Thursday, just go on the Thursday before. We're having morning tea. And unknowns to them, a group of ladies were here. Normally it's guys and ladies and everything else. But that week, it just happened to be a group of ladies. And unknown to them that God had other plans. Because in the middle of morning tea, all of a sudden, a lady just walked in the doors of our church. Just come out of a, a, a quite bad fight with her partner. And she doesn't go to church and Denise just needed to get out of the situation, what was going on. And so she just grabbed her phone and just kind of Googled places to help or something like that. And kind of just flicked through. And and you know when you Google stuff, it kind of tells you what the organization is and whether they're open. Well, she kind of flicked through and went Baptist Church, you know, Gateway Logan, and and it kind of just said open. So she's like, whatever, I don't even live here. I'm not I'm from the other side of Brisbane. And so she just grabbed the phone, did it, flicked it, found it, and walked in these doors. And she'd been drinking the night before, but she was okay at that point. She just had a massive fight with her partner. And so she walks in the door in just in need of some help at a really difficult time in her life. And she didn't know that God had other things in store. And I'm in a meeting not here, Normally at the morning tea, but I couldn't be there that particular week. And so I'm away and all of a sudden I'm getting all these phone calls from from the main uh, office and with some of the people from here. And I was trying to ignore them because we're in deep in conversation and everything else. And I went, okay, you know, at at three or four phone calls in, all right, I'll answer this one now. And so all of a sudden I answered the phone. And and on the other end is one of the lovely ladies who was at the morning tea. And she looks at me and goes, look, you need to understand that. And she just told me the story. And I was like, oh, okay, um, all right. So if he's coming to get her, then this could be really bad. All right, can you just, and I'm thinking, do I call the cops? Do I not call the cops? All right, I'm like, all right. just can you lock the gates because she doesn't know or he doesn't know that she's here and he doesn't know and whatever else. And so she locked the gates and, and I was like, do I call the cops? Do I not call the cops? And so I jumped in the car and I felt a check and a piece in my spirit. So I didn't make any phone calls, but I jumped in the car and I came, I raced at the speed limit down to here. Why do you all laugh? Anyway, and uh, I remember walking in here. I remember walking up the the the, the hallway or the, the walkway just here, and I was like, "Okay, God, I don't know what I'm about to walk into. I don't know what this is about to happen. I don't even know. What, I'm sitting there going, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. This wasn't in Bible College. Like there was no like subjects. When this happens, this is what you do. I'm like, oh, I got no idea. I'm like, Jesus, please help right now. And I remember walking in the door, and what I experienced is not what I thought. I walked up the back she's got a plate piled high with cake and jam and cream and scones and all sorts of great, you know, fresh fruit and veg for, the, for those people. And, you know, and, and she's sitting there with all of this and a couple, and I'm like, looking around, going, well, that's the only one that I don't know. And so I kind of walked in, I'm like, Denise? Yeah. And so we, I grabbed Denise and I, and I grabbed one of the other ladies and I just took her into my office and I said, hey, look, can we just, are you okay? First and foremost, are you okay? Is there anything we can do? And And over the next hour, she began to share her story about what was going on in her life. See, little did she know that all of a sudden everything was about to change. Little did she know that she woke up this morning not thinking that she would end up finding herself in a church of all places, that she would end up encountering a bunch of ladies who just went over and above to love her. I mean, what's the chance of you walking in anywhere, in particular a church, where she didn't get judged? And she's there with plates of food and cups of tea and coffee and like massages and all sorts of things. And little did she know that all of a sudden everything was about to change. We're sitting in the office and it was a check in my spirit as the other lady who was part of her campus just said, "Would well, do you want to know Jesus? And she said, yes. You see, that morning she didn't think that she would find herself in a church with a lovely group of ladies who would feed her lots and lots of food that would love on her, that would never judge her, that would accept her for who she was. Little did she know when she woke up that morning that in just a couple hours' time, she'd be sitting in a pastor of all places office and asking Jesus to be her Lord and Saviour. See, here she was, she woke up that day not thinking what, what was about to happen was about to happen, except by the grace of God, that Jesus had other plans. So we had the incredible privilege of Jesus, helping her, being able to reconstruct her life and give her a Bible. And, you know, of all things, she leaves out. I remember the last thing I see is she walks out of a church with a Bible and a bunch of flowers. I don't even know where the flowers came from. Why would there be a bunch of flowers at a morning tea? I don't know. But she walks out with a bunch of flowers with an enormous big grin on her face and a Bible. And she goes, I can't wait to talk to my partner about what just happened. She didn't know what was about to happen. But Jesus did. We've been in contact with her since. And we're trying to connect her with the church on the north side. And she goes, you know, we're going text her in the week just saying, thank you so much to this church and for the decision that you helped me make. I go to bed every night with a Bible underneath my pillow. She didn't know that this morning that was going to happen. But Jesus did. And all of a sudden, everything changed. This morning, I don't know where you're at. But all I know is all week, God's been saying to me to say to you this morning that He wants to hear the deepest desires and cries of your hearts. And he asked the question this morning, what do you want from me? This morning, will you verbalize it? This morning, will you cry out to a God who deeply and desperately loves you? Can I invite the team up and they're going to lead us in a song called Do It Again. And as we sing this song, can I invite you this morning? Can I invite you however you need to this morning? Maybe you just need to raise your hands and go, God, this is what's going on. Maybe you need to verbalize it. Maybe you need to come down the front. You need to kneel and go, God, this is where I'm at. And I desperately and deeply need you. And this is what's going on. This morning, what do you need to be obedient to asking God for? What do you need to surrender this morning? What do you need to desperately cry out to God who deeply loves you and who wants to answer your prayers and wants to meet with where you are, but He requires you to take a step of faith? This morning, what will you cry out to God for? So don't we stand this morning? The team's gonna sing the words of this song. Why don't you just this morning that the Holy Spirit minister to you. You know, as we, we read the, the lines of this song, team, could we just have those lines up for me, please? You know, as we, the team ministers to us, as the team begins to sing these songs, these, these words, your promises still stand. What are the promises this morning that maybe you've given up on? Maybe the things that you've gone, you know what, you've resigned yourself that it will never happen like blind Bartimaeus who, who believed in hoped that maybe one day he could see again. But he got to the point where it's hopeless and it's never going to change. Your promises still stand. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me. You've never failed me yet. So this morning, just cry out to God. As the team sings those words over us, I'm still in your hands. God, this is my confidence. You've never failed me. God, but do it again. If you can do it for Blind Bartimaeus, you can do it for me. This morning, just raise your hands. Just cry out to God. What do you believe in God for? What do you need to surrender to God to this morning? As the team leads us, share the longings, the deepest cries of our hearts with a God who loves you. A God who says, I've got other plans. And all of a sudden, everything changed. Come on, let's cry this morning. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you've made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to encourage you on your journey. Help us help you by going to gatewaybaptist.com.au and clicking on Get Connected.